Welcome back to another episode of the Courtesy of Court Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Osgood. First of all, guys, thank you so much for just giving me or allowing me, let's say, to take a break last week. Honestly, I have been going at this for nine months. How insane is that? And my nine to five, if you will, job is insane right now. And then adding on my podcast, which isn't quite a nine to five, but we'll say it's like an 11 to two. So it's a lot. And I was just behind and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, should I squeeze in a guest or should I just take a minute? And I decided, you know what? I'm going to take a minute and I'm so glad I did. So thank you for that. And I did promise a great episode when I got back and I think I'm going to deliver. This one, ladies and gents, is for all the fur baby moms and dads out there. Um, Alex Waite created Shameless Pets and it is a healthy pet treat company. She's got all kinds of treats for dogs and for cats and my cat is already obsessed with one of them, the catnip and chill. He is just loving every second of it. And as some of you may know, I recently became a foster kitten mom and I've got two little girls running around here. They're about seven weeks old now. Now I did not give them these treats, although they are sniffing them like crazy when booze eating them and wanting to get in there, but I decided to keep them just for him because you know, he's my baby. So um, anyway, the story behind Shameless Pets is so awesome. And Alex knows her stuff. She came from the world of food. So it just makes sense. So she knows exactly what she's doing with these pets. And honestly, the proof is in the pudding. The, the, the pets are loving it. The dogs, the cats, everybody. Um, it's good. You can read the ingredients. You know what's, what's in there. Super important. You guys know how I feel about that. And why would we not treat our pets the same as we treat ourselves and our bodies? So honestly, it's brilliant. Um, but let's just go ahead and dive into today's episode. I will let Alex tell you all about it. Please welcome Alex Waite, the founder of Shameless Pets. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Great. Okay. So I have to tell you, um, I don't know if you know this, um, but this podcast is really fitting right now because I have two new additions in my family right now, two kittens. They're seven weeks old. I actually decided a couple of weeks ago that I would be a foster mom. Um, I've never done it before, but I've had cats my whole life. And so I have two little ones. So if you hear anything or see anything, I mean, I'm sure you're used to it at this point. <laughs> totally. How exciting. I have uh, two little dogs myself. So if you uh, hear some yapping in the background, many apologies. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's kind of par for the course these days anyway. So totally. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So tell me, so shameless pets. Um, I have some snacks that you guys sent me for my cat, which by the way, I'll tell you about that in just a minute because he loves them. Um, but tell me about shameless pets. How did it come about and what is it all about? Yeah. So I co-founded shameless pets with my, uh, my colleague, James, um, him and I come from very different backgrounds. I come from food science and uh, product development. So I've developed a lot of food products for the human food market. Um, I say, it's weird to say human food and then pet food <laughs> to be clear. Um, and he actually comes from retail. So he was a buyer at Target. Um, and when oh. him and I, yeah, yeah. When him and I met uh, in Boston, when we were both living there, uh, we were just kind of in a transition phase of life and had this idea that we could actually create a pet food brand or pet treat brand using upcycled material. So, which means that we work with farmers and food processors to rescue their nutritious and really great food items that might be going to a food waste destination to prevent it from, from doing so. We incorporate them into our, our pet treats to uh, create a more sustainably focused product. 
That is such a great idea. Now, question, is this something that uh, you guys sort of, I guess, how did it come? Did you realize like, oh, wait, I don't really see anything that makes sense for us here? Or, you know, where did the idea even start to begin with? Uh, yeah, so for me, it was more around, uh, you know, how I feed my pet at home, really. Like I, I loved cooking and I, I love to share my fruit and vegetables with my, my dogs. They love love, love carrots. They love bell peppers. And so one day I was chopping up some carrots and I like to toss my dog like the ends or the tops, like the things that are, you know, in my mind considered sometimes just to be scrap, you know, things that, you know, are still really nutritious, but maybe they're not the prettiest or, um, you know, have a little hole in it from an insect or something. And I, I, I feed it to her and she just, she doesn't care. Yeah, of course not. (laughs) And she enjoys it and I feel really good about sharing that experience with her and so for me it was really like this light bulb moment of you know how do we work collaboratively with our pets and uh you know try to prevent food waste so that that's kind of the the inspo for me that's so cool I mean you know the thing is too I feel and you know as a as um, a fur baby mom, um, I feel like anybody who has a pet knows that like your pet is part of your family. It's not just an animal. And so like, why would we not want to take care of our little babies the best that we could? And it sounds like, I mean, it's such an organic, wholesome story knowing that it came from you. That's just like, listen, I like to feed my pets what I like to eat and they love it. I want to take care of them just like I take care of myself. So I think that is like so beautiful. Um, so tell me about uh, the actual farm. So how, how were you able, or how did you initially find um, a farm or organization that you were able to get some of this, these old scraps from? Yeah, so we work with a variety of fruits and vegetables mostly. Um, and we work with the supply chain in two levels. So farmers are one of them. And for us, it's collaborating with farmers who have surplus items. Like, so for example, they'll grow a certain amount of crops for the year based off of contracts, but generally speaking, they'll grow more than they really need because there's fear that they might not have enough, right? Sure. So there's that surplus item. And so we have we have farmers that have that, that circumstance um, where they have either equipment on site to be able to dehydrate it and mill it into a powder, which does a couple of things. It elongates the shelf life because you're removing the moisture. Mm-hmm. And so you have a carrot that maybe has like a couple weeks shelf life that turns into, you know, a couple years shelf life when you take all that moisture out. And, uh, and so that flour then acts like, you know, you're baking cookies at home, you use flour, um, the vegetables very similarly act that way in our recipes in a biscuit. So it mixes with other ingredients. And then we have this like, kind of a, a cookie for our pets, you know, a non-sweet cookie because we don't add any sugar, but um, yeah, it's just a very similar process in that way. Wow. Well, okay. So I have to say I, um, I got three different samples for my cat. So you do cat treats and dog treats. Do you do any other animals as of this now? As of right Not- now? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, actually, what other pets have treats? Like hamsters? I don't know. <laughs> said you know you should make a horse treat like people love their horses and (laughs) we should make a horse treat I'm like I'll take all the advice I bring it (laughs) I'll put that on the list Um, okay so I had three different um packages you guys sent me thank you so much by the way and I have to tell you that this is Boo's favorite so it's the catnip and chill so can Mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit about um and you can talk about the dog treats too of course I don't have any puppies yet I don't know for some reason I'm literally going to be 35 years old this year and I keep thinking like Every time I'm like, when I get it, I'm going to get a dog. Like when I'm like ready, like I have a house, I already have a house. Like, I don't know. I really get so much responsibility. Like cats are so easy and so chill. So uh, I don't know why I keep saying that. Anyway, you can tell me about dogs too. Uh, but tell me a little bit more about the individual treats. 
Yeah, so we have a variety of treats that are for, for both dogs and cats. Um, in the dog formats, we have biscuits, and these are soft, so you can break them up into small pieces, and you can use them for training or portion control. We made them all soft, so uh, my dog, she's a Yorkie, she's tiny, and she has a bunch of missing teeth because she's old at this point. And so uh, you wouldn't know she's old. She 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 doesn't know she's old, <laughs> um, but she needs something a bit softer. So I, I've made treats that can be really multi multifunctional in that way. Um, we have dental sticks for dogs. We have uh, jerkies that are a bit more meaty. Um, we have vegetarian options. We have vegan options. We have super meaty. We just kind of wanted to make sure that you know, based off of our preferences as, as humans and how we like think about food, sometimes we like to extend that kind of way of eating to our pets too. And, and though animals love meat and love animal protein, um, they also don't need it hundred percent of the time. And so I wanted to make sure we had some non meat options for, for those circumstances as well. I love that. And then the cat treats, we have uh, just launched those actually not too long ago, about maybe like a month or two. And uh, our first foray into that world has been uh, little crispy biscuits. And we do a mixture of uh, a protein with like a, a sweet potato, which we work with farmers in North Carolina for that. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of our, our and in each one of them, I, I, just to add, um, has like a little bit of a health supporting boost. So um, a lot of the ingredients we work with that are upcycled also provide some sort of support for digestion, or sometimes they have some sort of skin and coat support uh, mm -hmm. or hip and joint, just kind of depends on the composition of that ingredient and the nutrients in it, and then how we play on that to be able to provide like a nutritional boost for, for the pet as well. Um, okay, so I have to say too, so as looking, uh, when I was looking at the back of the ingredients on each of these, I noticed that the ingredient list is really short, which is actually, if you look at comparatively at some of the other things on the shelf when it comes to uh, pet products, some of the ingredients are so long and the words, I have no idea what the words are. I, I can't even understand. Sometimes I put in parentheses, like I think the English version, but I, it's like, I don't know <laughs> what this is. But what I love about what you guys have on here is like, I mean, at first glance, what, maybe 10, 12 ingredients and everything is something that I recognize immediately off, like right now. So, I mean, I imagine that's super important for you. It is. Yeah. That's how I think about any food, you know, having developed human food for uh, a business called Mary's Gone Crackers. They make organic allergen friendly snack food items. And so coming from that, you know, that brand that was just really focused on um, kind of minimalism, really providing nutrient dense whole food items. I really wanted to take that that same philosophy. It's important to me personally. And I wanted to make sure that our pets could be treated in that kind of manner as well. Well, that makes sense. So let me, let me ask you about the R&D process. So like if you guys are about to develop some new, uh, you know, whether it's a new line or a new flavor, what is the R&D process? Do you actually literally like sample it with different pets and different things to see what, you know, what speaks to different animals or how, how does that whole thing yeah. work? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I would say ours is a little less scientific in okay. that we, uh, we as a startup, you know, kind of scrappy. Uh, when I initially made the products, my way of going about it was, of course, feeding it. I would bake the recipes in my kitchen. That's how any, any real food uh, recipe starts in my own kitchen. I'd feed it to my dog and she, she loved them. And so that was a good first step. Um, and then, you know, living in Boston in the Fenway area, I would go to the dog park or I would actually, this is embarrassing, but I would walk around with treats in my pocket. And if I ran into a dog, 
I would ask their owner, hey, can I, great to meet you. I love your dog. Can I feed her a treat? And they'd be like, yeah, of course. Or, or you know, very rarely would someone be like, that's weird. Yeah that but um you know I'd feed the dog a treat and just kind of get the reactions to see you know what what was did they like it do they not like the texture there's all kinds of things that go into you know feeding your pet they really care about texture they really care about flavor the smell is really important um but I will say dogs are a lot less discerning than cats uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, you know, like, does it like, they'll sniff it and be like, all right, I'm down. And cats are a little like, I don't know, yes. circle this for a while and pat it, pat it around. But, uh, you know, cats really like super meaty items and things that have a really strong smell. Mm-hmm. And de- dogs tend to like things that are a little bit on the sweeter side um, and protein as well. But, uh, you know, for the most part, most dogs really love our treats and I, you know, I, we haven't had too many complaints. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's so cute. And I feel like that's so fun too, because, you know, like our animals can't tell us. So we really do have to kind of pick up on those cues and like, you start to really learn like what really gets them going or excited or like maybe, you know, maybe that's not their favorite, but they're still going to eat it. But like, we learn how to like pick yeah. up on like their communication methods, which is so funny. There's a language you develop with your animal. And I, I, definitely speak my dog's language. You know, I know, I know when she's hungry, I know when she needs to go to the bathroom. Like I, yep. we have that kind of communication and it's something you develop with your pet and, and it's a really fun thing. It is. It is. It's actually really beautiful. Like, like the interspecies, like communication that you don't even like speak. I think it's just, that's like otherworldly, I think, but anyway. Um, okay. So tell me, so how can people learn more about you? Where can they go? Are you shipping uh, nationwide? Are you in retail? Tell me all the goods. Yeah, we, we do ship online. We have our own website. We have Amazon, Chewy. We have, you know, anywhere online that sells pet products. You could probably find our, our products, try to make it easier, especially during the COVID time to, to be able to get into po- people's hands. Um, but in terms of retail, we, we do sell uh, nationwide. Uh, regional grocers is really like a, like Meyer in the Midwest. We sell at a uh, Whole Foods, most Whole Foods nationwide. Um, we're also launching with Walmart very shortly. Oh, wow, awesome. This week is our official on-store shelves. So um, you can find us there. And then a lot of, you know, small neighborhood pet shops too, um, just kind of hit or miss on whether they have our products or not. And if they don't, you're welcome to go in and ask them to uh, <laughs> reach out to Shameless Pets. There you go. <laughs> I feel like you're so humble. Like you just listed like a laundry list of like huge major nationwide retailers that you have your products in. Like, I feel like that is so amazing. Did you ever expect, well, first of all, how long, how, how old is this brand? And I guess then would you expect if you would have gone back to like if someone would have told you that, would you have been like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we started in 2017. So it's about four years in the making wow. and it's, uh, we've been really fortunate, you know, to be totally honest. And I think that the pet industry is really ripe for newcomers and innovation and people that are just trying to do the right thing. Um, and I think that that's, that's something that's resonating with a lot of pet parents, especially a lot of adoptions this past year, you know, people wanting company at home. And so uh, we've been fortunate to be in that industry where, you know, just new and natural and sustainable is really coming, coming full steam ahead. And we've been able to be a part of that. So I'm, yes, humbled every day by, by the progress of Shameless Pets. 
It's really incredible. It really is. So I know you mentioned that cat treats um, were kind of the most recent launch of yours. Is there anything else coming up this year that you're excited about that you want to share or anything that you can kind of tease? Yeah, let's see. I'm, I mean, I'm always working on new treat formats and really trying to get creative about our supply chain. I mean, that's a big part of our brand and, and how we, who we source with, how we deepen those relationships and really provide support for, for them and what their, their projects are in terms of sustainability. Um, so really focusing on that aspect. Um, new treats, I'm definitely working on more cat treats. I think cats need a lot of love. And yes any more options and so I'm I'm fervishly working on um, some options for them and uh yeah I think you know in the future really looking to expand shameless pets to other you know other categories even like more sustainable materials that can be used and upcycled besides just food and so looking at what those could potentially be um for for other items too Wow. Well, that's so awesome. And Alex, thank you so much for taking the time. This is really cool. And thank you on behalf of all the fur baby moms and dads out there for doing <laughs> great by our pets because it's so, so important. Um, so thank you again so much for your time. And um, I really appreciate you uh, informing all of us on, on this kind of stuff because I feel like we don't talk about it too much and we should. No, I appreciate you having me. It's really, really great to connect. And uh, thank you. Of course. And thank you guys so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And I will talk to you guys next week.